Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. How about we start with a blessing? You ready? I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need today, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the capacity and resilience to flourish and prevail over whatever challenges you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever's going on in your life. I bless you with that in the name of Jesus. May it be. Amen. Amen. I want your life to go well. I want good things for your future. I want great things for your life, great things in the day ahead. I want you to have a more amazing future than you could even like fathom or or, or hope for at this particular moment. And one of the reasons why I wanted to teach this book of Ruth is because it's a testimony. It's a testimony of what can happen if you choose and keep choosing to, to turn to God and return to God. Well, it's a testimony of the great fruit of that. I love that. It's also a book about love, and, and I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that too. It's a story of two people who have yet to meet, and, and we will still not have the meeting today in this section that we're covering today, but two people who will be meeting and who will form a very unexpected and unlikely and yet wonderful uh, marriage. Uh, with, we're, so we're going to be talking about that a little bit. And I, I do want to warn you that although relationships, <laughs> dating, and marriage is not the point of the book of Ruth, that's not why it's in the Bible, uh, and it's not going to be our focus for this series, I am going to probably slip in a few observations from time to time, and my wife is like, oh, please don't, but I'm going I'm, I'm to do that uh, just from time to time, and why am I going to do that? Well, because... I don't know, when I look around and I see people and, and they're in their marriages and, you know, kind of dating or whatever and, or wanting to start a dating relationship and, I, and I'm like, wow, bless their hearts, they could use a little bit of help. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to just drop a few little um, helpful, because I care, observations from the book of Ruth from time to time. Mostly we'll get into that next week, but there is a few things that happen even early on in this book that is going to set things up well. And, and that's just part of the significance of, of this book. You get to see a larger spectrum, a larger story when it comes to Ruth and Boaz's relationship, which, again, they haven't met yet. But so often, great choices today set up a great things for tomorrow. Great choices today. Uh, so often set up great future relationships. Now, that can also be in, in, in a marriage that you're currently in. Great choices today can set up a great future in your current marriage. It can set up a, a better future in your marriage, even in a current trajectory. Maybe dealing with the decision to, okay, I'm not going to be okay with just my anger issues. 
dealing with that now can set up a better future. Uh, for I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop kind of being distant or neglecting the, the home or, or, or overworking out there. Those kind of decisions can set up a better... Okay, I'm, I'm way ahead of myself. We are in the book of Ruth, and we're excited about this, and we're going to have a fun time together. If you are new here or just visiting, good news. We're only five verses into this book, and so basically what you need to know is the, the whole book started, as we looked at last week, with a very bad decision, which led to devastating consequences. That's where it started. This guy named Elimelech, who's kind of like the dad figure of the family, he decided to move his family to Moab, to a different country, without asking God. Without inquiring God about this, he just thought it, it just made sense to him. It, it was right in his own eyes. It was, it was just one of those decisions according to his own understanding, Proverbs 3. But without inquiring God, and God could have told him, look, this is not a good path. This is, this, is a, this is a devastating path. Don't walk in this path. But it made sense to him, and he made that decision, and we find ourselves five verses into the book of Ruth with he has died in, the, in that land that they moved to. His two sons have died. And so we pick up in verse 6 with, with Ruth, no, Naomi. Naomi, who is the main the main character, actually, of the book of Ruth, with Naomi, and there she is with no way of providing for herself and responsible for two daughters-in-laws who are Moabite women. A very, very dark place. We're going to see words such as bitter uh, as she describes herself through the rest of this chapter. So that's where, that's where we're picking up today. And I'm going to dive in now and just look at these, these next couple verses here, starting in verse 6, which, which we started looking at last week. But we're in Ruth chapter 1, picking up from our story here in verse 6. She, which is Naomi, and her daughters-in-law set out to return from the territory of Moab because she heard in Moab that Yahweh, the Lord, had paid attention to his people's need by providing them food. She left the place where she had been living, accompanied by her two daughters-in-law, and traveled along the road leading back to the land of Judah. We started mentioning this a little bit last week, but choices. Simple choices, little choices can have massive, massive impact. Especially simple choices dealing with God and choosing to return to Him or to follow Him. When I was 14 years old, I, got, I felt like God said, you're going to be a missionary someday, and I made a choice, and the choice was yes. That is the path that I'm going to walk on. That little choice, that simple moment, that two-second time with God, had set the trajectory of my path, and I'm very happy about it. I, it, it impacted the classes that I took in high school. It, it impacted what I did um, and how I served at church. It impacted how I served at Bible camp in the summers. That path led me to... Uh, cross paths with Kelly, in whom I found this kindred one-heartedness of, of someone who also was committed to saying yes to Jesus and running after Jesus uh, with all her heart. And that was, Jesus, 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. Wow, wow, wow. Um, just all this time. But one yes to God, and by stepping into that yes and continuing in, choosing and choosing and choosing to say yes to God, led me to Kelly, 
to studying the Bible, to seminary, to Scotland, and here we are. Sometimes, okay, I know it sounds really simple. There's a lot along the way. But choosing a yes to God and then continuing to choose the yes to God can really make a path straight. Even if it's just as simple as Jesus, yes, yes. It's that kind of choices that are, that are going on here in the, in the book of Ruth. Things that seem very simple but have extraordinary, lifelong, multi-millennia, even eternity-based impact because it's connected to Jesus, but we'll get there. So um, I can tell we need some pictures. Let me drop some maps and pictures on the screen for you. Oh, I'm going to let Casey do it. Thank you, Casey. All right, so um, here's where this story is roughly taking place. Uh, the red line that you got going from the fields of Moab across, to, across to, towards Bethlehem. I put these pictures, there's blue squares where these pictures are basically from on the journey. The top, the top uh, right, left, right, the top, that one, uh, <laughs> is the first box there. And uh, the Arnon River and, and that valley there, they would be leaving the, plain, the fields of Moab and going down through there and, and back up the other side. Then they come to Debon, which is probably the area where I imagine this story has taken place. And that would be the... Um, the greener one here on, on the bottom corner. And then finally, when they get to Jericho, they're going to head up towards um, Bethlehem, up the ascent of Adumim, which would be the deserty looking one uh, at, at the other bottom corner. Now, uh, they're not there in Bethlehem, near Israel yet. And so I imagine them being much more closer to that green picture in, in that part of the map, having started on their journey, but early on, early on, on leaving the land. So they're on their way back. They're all together. Uh, Naomi's made a choice, a significant choice, and then she starts talking to her daughters-in-law. And this is what we read in verse 8. Naomi says, said to them, each of you go back to your mother's home. May Yahweh show kindness. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to the dead and to me. May Yahweh, may the Lord grant each of you rest in the house of a new husband. She kissed them and they, leapt, and they wept loudly. What is that that we just read? That's a blessing. Naomi just pronounced a blessing over her daughters-in-law in, in, in the name of Jesus. We talk about the power of blessing all of the time in, in this church. I bless you every time I start preaching because I believe that a spoken blessing in the name of the God of the Bible, in the name of Jesus in our case, in, in, in her case, Yahweh, the God of the Bible, the spoken blessing in God's name has the power to shift circumstances from what would be normally expected to much, much better. I actually expect God to hear these blessings that I pronounce over you all and for him to act and for good things to result. You don't have to be a priest to bless people. Naomi is, is like been away from God for a decade. 
She's just made the basic decision to return, but she is far from God. She's devastated. She's bitter in her heart. She's, she's not like some sort of holy saint at the moment here. She's, she's broken, and yet she speaks a blessing. God hears, and all the blessings that, that are spoken in the whole book end up being heard and, and, and backed by God and answered. Every blessing. Now, Orpah, don't really know, but there are so many blessings in the book of Ruth here, and all of them show uh come to be all of them come to be relationship comment danger danger relationship comment ruth should have no hope naturally speaking to find a future husband in bethlehem god said no moabites no Moabites. That's, that's, that's what God said. If you were in the Moses series, the Moabites caused a big issue just, just one generation earlier. They, they were on, on, the, on the bad list. They were on the, on the bad list. So no, no Moabites. Naturally speaking, Ruth shouldn't have a lot of hopeful anticipation that the path towards Bethlehem is going to lead her towards a future uh, husband, naturally speaking. But good news, good news is, naturally is not how things need to work with God's people. I love that. Uh, Naomi blesses Ruth and activates a supernaturally helped future. I love that. I love that. What, that's what blessings do. They shift things. They shift things from normal and what would be naturally expected to God-helped. To God-aided, God-wonderful stuff. I love that. If you want your path forward to include a godly husband or wife, maybe even if you want it very soon and you see nothing on the horizon, um, I suggest the path of prayer and blessing in faith in the name of Jesus. In fact, as someone who cares about you, I'm going to do that right now. But you don't have to stand up and you don't have to raise your hands and you don't have to be like, yes, I receive. You don't have to... Go into the receiving posture. God knows. If you, want, if you want this blessing, I'll just bless you. Bless you. In fact, I'll just say it. In the name of Jesus, may you, if you want this, find your future spouse quickly and easily. In the name of Jesus, may it be. And may all of your marriages now and in the future, may they all be filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. In Jesus' name, may it be. All right, I believe in blessings. I love that. Good, I'm expecting a flood of emails this week. No. <laughs> Good. Fine. We do have um, pre-marriage counseling coming up soon. You know, uh, let's keep reading. Verse 10. So she, she tries to push them away. Verse 10. They said to her, we insist on returning with you to your people. But Naomi replied, return home, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Am I able to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. Go on, for I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me to have a husband tonight and to bear sons, would you be willing to wait for them to grow up? Would you restrain yourselves from remarrying? No, my daughters. My life is much too bitter for you to share. Again, as I'm reading, you can see some of the hints. There's not an expectation that these Moabite women will have husbands there. 
She's just talking about her own self as, as, a, as a Jewish woman. There's, there's not much hope, naturally speaking. Um, because the Lord's hand has turned against me, uh, let me see, my, my life is much too bitter for you to share because the Lord's hand, Yahweh's hand, has turned against me. Again, they wept loudly, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Follow your sister-in-law. You get a sense of, of Naomi's feelings here. They are intense. And her level of hope is through the floor. She has no, no thought that anything good can, can come. And so she's like, guys, get, just go home. Like, my life is not going to go well. Get, get away. Run. Run while, while you can. And, and, and she's making some decisions. Her life is bitter. She's feeling bitter, devastated. And she says, God's against me. God's hand is against me. We, we get some more insight in our generation, you know, living in these days um, after Jesus, where we get to know that God's discipline, he disciplines for our good if, if we're trained by it. That, that, that God's discipline can turn out so much for our good if we respond to it. Now, Naomi here, in this story, God has disciplined this family. It is dec it's decimating. Naomi's crushed. And yet, she doesn't realize that God's discipline in this particular moment of her life is giving her an opportunity for a great future, a happy future. She doesn't see it yet. She doesn't see it. But if she will respond rightly in this discipline moment, if she will choose to turn back to God, this discipline is going to do great can be great, great for her. This is a significant moment for Naomi. Again, she's bitter without hope, but she's choosing to return to God. And at the same time, she's giving her daughter-in-laws the choice. She's not going to drag them along. She's going to let them make their choice. And Orpah, her, the Orpah is going to choose to turn away from God and return to Moab. But Ruth is going to cling, and she is going to turn to God no matter what happens. And when she turns to God, she, she makes a vow that is a vow for the ages. An oath for the ages. Listen to what Ruth says. But Ruth replied, Don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May Yahweh, may the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. How's that for a vow? How is that for a, an oath? And that's the choice. That's, uh, and Ruth's not just making some sort of little choice here. She's making this all-in vow choice. This is the turning point for Ruth and her life. 
This is the turning point for her. It's going to have a big impact. It's going to be a turning point for Naomi. Ruth makes this choice, and, it, and it's going to have a wide-ranging impact. She came to a moment decision. She could have returned to the land that she knew, but instead, she moves forward. And she dedicated her life to Naomi and Naomi's God. And what do you call this? I call this loyal love. Loyal love to choose Naomi and to choose Naomi's God. The second of many highly risky relationship comments by Brian Ingraham. Do you know what I think makes you ready for marriage? Or that person you're considering what makes them ready for marriage? Everybody's flags are going off. What in the world is he going to say? Do you both understand loyal love? This kind of loyal love. This kind of, lo this kind of dedication to God and to one another. Do, do, you, do you have in this mindset where this, this oath would easily be a part of your loyalty to God and one another? May God of the Bible, may Yahweh God of the Bible punish me ever so severely if anything but death separates you and me. That's, that's loyal love. If you find someone and you, you look at this verses and, and they are this kind of committed to Jesus and this kind of committed to you, and you are this kind of committed to Jesus, and you are this kind of committed to them, I don't care if they're shorter than you hoped. I don't care if they're younger or older than you thought. And please don't, if you have opinions on their hair, that's just mean. That's just mean. I don't care if they don't tick all the boxes. The, the boxes are a joke. Have you figured this out yet? Now I'm getting wild here. <laughs> People, they've got all these boxes. Got to take this box, this box, this box, this box, and it's still a challenge. It's still a challenge. I just, oh. do they love Jesus? Loyal love. Do they, do they love you? Do you love them? Like, that's where I would be starting. That's where I would be starting. I mean, I know everybody wants to marry someone as bald as me, but come on. It's just, it's just too much to ask for. Now, Start with loyal love, but then what? Last week's message? Seek God's confirmation, right? Look up, check in, check in. Don't just, by your own understanding, and, and if all those things, then you're running to the altar, and you're saying, Brian, sign me up for a pre-marriage class starting next month. Yes, we're, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. And you're thinking, is he joking? I don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know if he's joking. But there's, there's nothing more important than finding that person who is running after Jesus with the most loyal love, just going for it, and then who will be that kind of loyal love to you, like, like Ruth is vowing to Naomi. We will be together. We will be together, no matter what awfulness we're about to walk into, or whatever devastation our future is, we're going to walk into this together. Now, if you are married, uh, this is also the path. The, the, the God-blessed path. Some days you might feel like the best life, your best future is finding somebody else or, or, or taking a break or whatever. And there are a few good reasons to separate, like abuse or adultery and thing, things. There are good, good things there. But sometimes people are just like, I'm unhappy. 
I feel like I could do better. I, I feel like this didn't turn out the way I had hoped. I'm disappointed. And then in pain and disappointment, instead of looking up and checking in with God about this, they're like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do what seems right to me in, in this particular moment. But naturally, generally speaking, generally speaking, the path of the God-blessed life begins with looking up and this kind of loyal love. This kind of loyal love to God and the other person. And just being like, God, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to, uh, there's pain here, there's confusion here, there's disappointment here, and yet nothing but death is going to be separating us. I'm, you know, and maybe you need to check in with your own heart and kind of recommit and re, recommit. But that's, that's the path. And I know that this is a little bit dangerous to talk about because there's a lot of pain in marriages and relationships and, and disappointments. Again, with maybe the exception of abuse and adultery and things like that, mostly your, your best path forward is to put aside the other options that you might imagine you have and reaffirm loyal love to Jesus, to his path, and to your, your person that you've vowed your life to. I will now return to the Bible. Verse 18. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped talking to her. The two of them traveled until they came to Bethlehem. When they entered Bethlehem, the whole town was excited about their arrival, and the local women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi. Call me Bitter. Mara, Bitter. Call me Mara, she answered. For the Almighty has made me very bitter. I went away full, but Yahweh the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi since Yahweh, the Lord, has opposed me and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi came back from the territory of Moab with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, the Moabitess. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now this is, there's, there's a lot of different themes in, in here and a lot of things that we could talk about. But in this chapter, I just see the significance of choosing the path. Choosing your path. Uh, I I don't know if you know this, you're in a church today, (laughs) you're in a church today, if you're in this room, if you're online somewhere in the future, you're you're listening to this, and if you're listening to this now or in the future, you are on a path, and behind you is turning back and away from God, before you is choosing either to continue following God or to make the choice to start following God. But I see in this, in this story here, these three choices, and these three women make different choices because they're coming up from different perspectives. Remember this picture from last week? The fields of Moab. The fields of Moab. That's what's behind them. That's what they know. That, that, that's, that, that's, the, that's this green, lush land. And choice one that was put before them is to return. And Orpah took this choice. To return to the, to the, the old life, in our, in our analogy here, the old life away from God, away from, uh, away from the God-blessed future. Orpah walks away. And you know what? 
We all have free will and we can make that choice. We can do what makes sense in our own eyes and we can walk away from God's path because that looks pretty great that other way. But you know what? The, the, the path away from God, the, the life of rejecting God, it only leads to death. And they've experienced this previously. All of them have. And yet Orpah, it's what she knows and, and so she's going to go back that way. The next picture is Bethlehem. And this is also from last week. Bethlehem is where Naomi once lived. She's been there before. She, she, she knows this place. In the past, that's where she was when she was with God and, and, and with her family. But this is the place that they walked away from once in the past. And now she's choosing to return. She knows that she shouldn't have walked away. She shouldn't have walked away. She's paid a very high price. And she's, she's returning in the lowest of the low places. Empty, she says. Bitter, she says. Disciplined by God. Uh, uh, God against her, she says. I know some of you, you, you used to follow God. You used to care about God maybe in growing up or maybe you were connected somewhat to God in the past. But in recent times, in recent years, you, it's become less of a priority. Less consistency. Less consistency with the God things. Ultimately, maybe you found yourself quite a ways from God in, in this last season. And maybe you feel low. Maybe you feel low about all that like, like Naomi does here. Maybe Naomi is, I mean, she's returning here, but, but she does not have any expectation of goodness, of God's goodness. And maybe you're, you're thinking about returning and recommitting your life to God and running after God, and maybe you have doubt about how God might feel about that. I mean, you know your path, and you're like, oh, my, I really dropped the ball, and I knew better. The reality is, how does Jesus feel about that? Exuberant. He's very, very happy. He has lots of parables where he tells about his feelings about people who have been lost, being found again, or people who have walked away, returning, and the great joy in heaven about this. For some of you today, it's to be a day of recommitment and be like, okay, I am choosing to go forward again with God. Whatever just happened, recommitting my life to go forward with God. The, the next picture is in the land between Moab and Bethlehem, just somewhere along the way. And this is where Ruth is. She's never seen Bethlehem. She doesn't know what she's getting into. She doesn't know what it's going to be like to follow God. She, she, this is new to her. And on the day that we just read about, she made a choice that changed her life. A choice that included accepting Naomi's God as her God Whatever that's going to mean. That was her choice that she made on the path here. And, and the truth is, Ruth, Ruth chose God when she didn't have any reason to really expect that God would accept her because of her past, because of being a Moabite. But God does, and he blesses her. And the same is going to be true for any one of you because in Jesus, what Jesus did is he throws up and open the, the arms of heaven 
uh, the arms of heaven to, to welcome enthusiastically anyone who will choose him, turn to him. Anyone from any background, with any baggage, having made any mistakes, with any story, your exact story, the arms of heaven are thrown open to you. If you choose to give your life to Jesus, you will be forgiven and you will be saved. Today, it's, it's so much a, a choosing moment for all of these women's lives. And it's this, this simple seeming decisions. It's these moments of choice that can radically, radically impact our lives. The challenge is, is easy. Uh, what, what I'm asking you to do for the challenge today is I want you to go on a prayer walk today. And I, I want you to, a prayer walk where you're just walking and having a conversation with God while you're walking. It's easy enough, right? And, and I just want you to reaffirm your lifelong commitment to God. That's it. You know, if you've been a Christian for a long time, just say, God, you know, I talk about that, how it's going, and reaffirm, I am in this. I am in this. Hopefully, for most of you, that's, that's just continuing on the same path. Maybe it's stepping it up a bit. I don't know what that is, but just kind of make that choice again for you today. But, but for others of you, it is a, a, a more significant moment of decision-making. And, and I think we're just going to have a quiet moment here as a, as a family. Go ahead and you close your eyes for a second. And have a chat with God in the quietness here. About what are you going to do with him? Are you going to turn away like Orpah? Are you going to return and rededicate your life to Jesus? Or... Maybe for the first time, like Ruth. Like, you know what? I am going to make this choice. I'm going to make it today. I may not know exactly what it all means, but I'm going to make this choice today. If you want to make that choice, I suggest praying something like this. God, here I am. I dedicate my life or I rededicate my life to following you. I choose you today. I choose your way, your path today. Forgive me. Help me. Guide me. Make my path straight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead me in the everlasting way. Father, you are the God who hears and who hears all of our prayers. Hear and bless and act. In the name of Jesus, may it be. Amen.